so we're going to start a new series, which is very exciting to me personally, because I'm giving uh, Musar Vads, Vadin, for probably around 20 years, and I never ever taught the second half of Mesilah Yisharim. So this is a new endeavor teach the second half of the Mesilai Sharim, meaning from after the Kiyut. The Mesilai Sharim is really divided into two parts. The first part is Zihirut, Zirizut, Nekiyut, okay? That part of Mesil Zisharim is what the Mesil Zisharim refers to the level in Avodat Hashem of what we call a Tzaddik. A tzaddik is one who does the letter of the law perfectly. Got that? That's a tzaddik. So he's careful not to transgress. He is careful to push himself to do the mitzvot with a zirizut. So he's very, very productive. He's a tzaddik. He's a very productive person. And we should say to ourselves that halavai... We should leave, we should reach the level of the Mesilat Yesharim's tzaddik. It's a very big level. Nikius, to make sure to uproot the bad midot, which leads you to averot. So that basically goes from the beginning of the Mesilat Yesharim, all the way through chapter 12. Okay? From chapter 13, which we're gonna start, and if you really get serious about this vod, I'm happy to see there's a lot of new faces here, that maybe you'll actually buy yourself the book and you can follow along and really learn it. Okay? That's the purpose. I'm teaching it to you inside. Not only am I going to teach you the fundamentals, but I'm going to teach you the fundamentals, how to pull them out of the words. You follow? So it's not just going to be that you don't need Yaakov Harari. You can go to the store and buy an art scroll translation of which will definitely give you the translation, but I want to show you how to pull out the Amkis from the Mesil Sishon. Okay? So if you have the text, you'll always be able to review it and go back to the text. But we're starting from chapter 13. Now chapter 13 is something what we call the beginning of the road of what we call Hasidut. Okay? You got that? Up until chapter 13 is talking about the level of tzaddik. From chapter 13 till chapter 26, I believe, is talking about the level called a hasid, which it simply means above and beyond the letter of the law. Okay? Now, so everybody in this room sitting over here is going to say to me, that's very nice, hasid, beautiful thing. I'm lucky if at the end of my life I become a tzaddik. Forget about hasid. Good? That's, that's a good taina, right? Well, I'm going to teach you and I'm going to show you some very deep things. And I'm going to show you alumnus too. How we're going to learn in these chapters some very, very basic fundamental things that we could apply on a low level. And not only that we can apply them on a low level, we need to apply them. Okay? And the, the, the starting point why learning Hasidus 
is relevant to us, the starting point is as follows. I want you to get the lumbus, okay? If anybody doesn't understand what I'm saying, you raise your hand, I will give it over clear. These are big yesoides. Got that, Ezra? I want you guys to become tamidah hachamim. Okay, let's get clear. So simply, there's a shuchan aruch, okay? The shuchan aruch tells us what's asur, What's a mitzvah? What's mutar? What's an avera? What's not an avera? Right? That's Shulchan Aruch. Which is basically based on two levels. Deoraita, what is from the Torah, asur and mutar, mitzvah, whatever. And then, derabanan. And every single Jew in Klal Yisrael from the age of 13 and up, is required by law to follow the Doraitas and the Rabbanat. If you do follow the Torah, you are considered a tzaddik. Tzaddik means you're a righteous person. Okay? If you do not follow, if you transgress even one of them, without the intention of working on yourself and whatever it is, you are considered a rasha. Okay? Because it's law. And you have to keep law. Okay? There are certain situations where a person may be considered anus. He may be considered a person who has, doesn't have the capabilities. And if he's considered anus, he may be patur from something in Shukhan Aruch too. Right? For example, in Shukhan Aruch it says that every time you say Hashem's name, you have to think the right kavanah. Okay? That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. You say Hashem's name? Haya Baal Yechoyles, Baal HaKoyches Kulam. Whatever the kavonas you have to have, right? So now maybe a young person, if he would see that in Shulchan Aruch and say, okay, now I have to have kavonet, every single shame that I say of Hashem throughout davening, that kid may snap under the pressure of such thing like that. Okay? So, oh, of course, I'm not, this is not a halachic discourse. It's possible that you could have one kavona and say, whenever I say Hashem's name, I want it to be with the right kavona, but I'm just giving it a, a point, right? Now that child, that young person, who the pressure and the stress and the anxiety of having to say every name of Hashem with kavona, that may be very dangerous for him. So then he's considered the anus. So he doesn't have to keep that Allah and Shulchan Aruch. Okay? So the point is, what's Shulchan Aruch? Shulchan Aruch is the basic law that every Jew is chayiv. If you transgress the laws where you're able to keep the laws and you transgress the laws, when you're not considered halachic anus to the halachot, then of course that's what gives you the title tzaddik in Russia. Got it? Then there's a world called Hasidus. Hasidus, we say, is going above and beyond the letter of the law. Okay? So what that seems to be is, where you're making yourself holy in things that are mutter. For example, as long as the food is kosher, okay? According to Shulchan Aruch. That means there was shechita. There was a shechita done on it, Right? And it was kosher. Kosher, the meat was kosher. Everything is kosher, right? 
There's no isul in the Torah to sit down in a restaurant and fresh steaks and french fries for the sake of pleasure from food. There's no halakha that says that's asur, right? But in the world of Hasidus, that would be a problem. Okay? That would be a problem. There's no halakha in Shulchan Aruch that says that Joey can't drive his Jeep Cherokee. Is that what it is? Wrangler. Wrangler. With the roof roof off. There's no halakha in Shulchan Aruch that says that. It's mutter. As long as he doesn't drive on Shabbos, as long as he doesn't steal money for the gas, as long as he doesn't break any halachas in the Torah, not a problem. But in the world of Hasidus, it may be an issue. Because it's something that you don't need. It's a luxury that you don't need. And we're going to get to that. That's why I'm teaching you a sugya. Got it? So let's understand this. This you got to know this sugya. I'm teaching you things that you do not know. So you have to listen. And when I say it, it's deep, and we're going to learn the subject with time. But in the world of Hasidus, there could be a problem driving the Jeep Wrangler if that's a luxury that's not needed. You got it? And the, the type of suits you wear, and the clothes you wear, and the food you eat, and the cars you drive, and the houses you live in, and all that kind of stuff. We'll learn all about it. Now, I want you to be clear. For a man who is on the level of a chassid, okay? And this is something that needs to be explained. I'm going to show you these l'shoinists. For a man who is on the level of chassid, these things are actually asur. It's not just like a nice thing. You know, I want to be holy, right? I want to be holy. So therefore, I'm not going to eat steaks and french fries. I'm only going to eat chicken on the bone, let's say. Okay? I'm just going to go I'll explain it later, more teeth. Okay, let's say, right? I, I want to be a parush. I don't want to be a baltaiva. I want to be a parush. Now, for a man who's on the level of kedusha. Okay? We'll explain how you know if you're on that level. Okay? But for a man who's on that level, it's no longer a nice thing. It's something that he's required to do. And once he accepts upon himself to do it, with the realization that he's on that level, it becomes regular asur for him. And he can be punished on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for not keeping it. Okay? So I have to explain you all that because, but that opens up a certain understanding. If you're not copying what I'm saying, raise your hand because it's deep stuff. Basically, like this: every isur in the Torah, okay, can be kept in a very high level too. Okay, I'll give you an example. All right, there is a chazal that says that if you have a friend who normally expects you to say Shalom Aleichem to you, to him, alright? When you see him, you normally smile to him, you give him a Shalom Aleichem, you're nice to him, right? And he's kind of expecting that, right? If you don't say the hello to him, that would be a form in a very, very fine way of stealing something from somebody. That's what it says in Chazal. So you see, Gezela in the most lowest coarse form is going to somebody and stealing something from him. Tell him, give me your money or I'll bang you over the head. 
That's Gezeilah. But you see that you can have Gezeilah in the most refined way possible also. You got that? Because it has the same Midah. It has the same uh, DNA. For example, the Gemara says, the Chazal, that says that if a person engages, okay, in unlawful competition with his friend in business, it's called Yored Le'umnut Shel Chavero. Okay, so he did something in business where he kind of took away his other friend's success in business. The Gemara, based on a Pasuk, compares this to et eshet re'ehu timeh. is like a man who had a relationship with his friend's wife. Now, when you look at that at first glance, it seems like no shaykhs. I would never be such a low life to steal or to take also pleasure from someone else's wife. That's like, you got to be as low as a who knows what. But in business, to do a little unlawful competition and steal a couple of customers, you know, that's a different story, right? But the Chazal said, no, it's the same thing. It's the same bad midot. Which is a schmooze in itself to explain it. But it's the same bad midot to do this, to do that. So therefore, you're actually doing that, right? So I'm just using that as, as examples. To a tzaddik, eshet means eshet the real thing. To a chassid, eshet is that the law of the Torah is extended so deep that even the finest and most refined level of that thing is also asur for him. You understand that? There's a very deep point. There's the in this. Again, the Hasid does not have his own toiva. It's not like a tzaddik has one shulchan aruch. You buy the shulchan aruch for the tzaddik, and then you buy a shulchan aruch for the Hasid, and he has his own rules. No. The Hasid keeps the same Torah as us. Just on a much, much higher level. I want to tell you a story with the Rambam. Okay, story with the Rambam. There was a rabbi in the times of the Rambam. So he's obviously a very big rabbi. And he was sincere in his question. This mice is brought down to one of the swarm of the Chidot. Okay? So the guy came to the Rambam. He says, I don't want to say Tachanun. It says in Tachanun, Bagadnu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu, Doishvi, Veloshin, Hara, Evinu, Ishanu. I didn't do it. So it's a lie. You hear the question? It's a pretty good question. It's a good question. Maskim, Levi, Maskim, Shalu. It's a good question. The guy, I never stole. What am I going to say Gazal for? Right? So the Rambam answered him basically what I just told you. This is the lumness of it. That Gazal varies from person to person. You may not have did the Gazala of going over to your friend and pickpocketing him. Or telling him, give me your finger, I'll punch you in the nose. You may not have ever did that. That's true. You may not have ever did that. But you may have done gazela on the level of a chasid. But it's the same avera of gazela. It's not a new din. 
It's gezela to the deepest and the highest level. We have to know that. That means if let's say a chassid would decide that one day he wants to make on himself that from here on in he's only eating bread and water. He wants to be a chassid. He's not eating any meat. He's not eating any uh, nothing. He's eating bread and water. So since that that behavior has no source in the Torah, it's not an extension of any halach in the Torah, then what he's doing is not chasidut. And not only is it not chasidut, he's doing an avera. He's doing a sin. That means chasid, you'll learn about this more as we go. I'm just giving you an overview. But understanding that priestess and chasidus is a hemshech, it's a continuation of the Torah itself. Now that's why this becomes very fundamental. And I'm going to say this point more quickly because we only have a few minutes, but then tomorrow I'm going to expand on it. Okay? I want you to understand this. If you look at the Mesilah Yishari in the first parak of Mesil Zishar, first one, okay? Mesil Zishar says, in life you have to have a direction, you have to have an endeavor, right? Remember we spoke about endeavor? In life you have to have an endeavor. You can't just live your life, life random. Has to have a, a, a where are you trying, what are you trying to reach? Basil Zishar said, what are we trying to reach in life? What is the thing that we're trying to reach? He calls that divekut. To be connected to Hashem. Divekus to Hashem. That's the prize. That's the goal. That's the place we want to reach. Divekus, right? Remember that? Vani kirvat elokim litov. I want to be davak Tasha. Got it? Now, if you look at the end, 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 end of Mesilai Shalim, the last parak, what do you reach? Kedusha. Now, Kedusha, you told me that the, 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 the end thing was the Vegas. You didn't tell what's Kedusha, Vegas, what is it? Right? So you see, which I'm not going to explain to you today, that Kedusha itself is the same thing as the Vegas, which I'm going to explain to you tomorrow, not today. But my point is, when you do a mitzvah, what do you say when you do the mitzvah? Asher, Kedi Shanu. That means, what the Hasid, the highest level guy in the world, hits the point of Kedusha, you're doing the same thing on a lower level. Every time you do a mitzvah, you're going into the world of Kedusha. You understand? Which is, you're beginning the Dvekas process. So you'll see that we can learn things from the high level, and apply it to the low level, because we're doing the same thing. Just he's doing it deeper. He's doing it stronger. He's doing it to a higher level. But we're doing the exact same thing. You understand the lumdis? Again, we started off this bottom, we said, why are we learning pirishut? Why are we learning chasidut? We're not going to get there. Answer in a nutshell. After the whole shtickle time. The answer in a nutshell is because we and the Hasid are doing the same exact thing. We're being Davak Bashram, he's being Davak Bashram. We're Isaac and Kedusha, he's Isaac and Kedusha. We're doing the same thing. Just we're doing it on a more lower level. You understand? We're doing the same thing. So when we study what the Tzadik, what the Hasid is doing, it kind of helps us understand what we're doing on the low level. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn these prokim, not to turn into a chassid overnight. No. 
but to take the principles and show you how those principles in a minute way apply to our life on the low level. You got it? That's the idea. We'll stop here.